your ears music showcasing under the radar music yes everybody welcome back to the show and tonight so i've got a very special guest on the show and they just sold out a, a hometown gig at Manchester Academy, and some people on certain quarters in tw- on Twitter are calling it the gig of the year, saying that these guys absolutely smashed it out of the park. It is. So we have got Jamie, who is the lead guitarist from Spangled. Yes, Jamie, how are you doing, mate? Applause, applause, applause. I'm all, <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> so then let's, let's talk about Manchester, because literally this is hot off the press. It was a couple of weeks ago, and... It, it looks amazing. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's it's definitely like the best gig we've done today, and the whole like atmosphere surrounding it was just incredible. It's not anything like what we've done before, so it was a special night, and it will it'll stay with us for a long time until the next one, obviously. Until the next one, oh yeah. <laughs> so I saw as well. So you guys posted some footage earlier this week, and someone had done some like pro shot footage of the gig as well. Yeah, so we're working on hopefully getting a couple of like little live videos put together. So sort of that's a, a work in progress. So it's like watch this space, but watch hopefully space. Uh, down the line we'll have some uh, nice swanky fuss- footage to show from it. Nice. So uh, people, you got to stay tuned to the socials then. So was that so was that your biggest show today? Would you say in terms of crowd? Maybe apart from a, a festival slot, but. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely in terms of our own crowd, there's near enough like 500 people there and for our, our own headline gig. That's certainly the biggest crowd that we've had that, that were there for us. So um, previously, the, the biggest crowd that we've played to is probably when we supported the Ks at uh, Academy 2 a couple of years back in October. Um, so it sort of, it went like a level above that in a way because everyone was there to see us as opposed to, uh, as opposed to supporting. So... So yeah, it it was just unbelievable. Like the sound that everyone makes like, when you're in that room, it's just it's so weird. Like when you think back to where we were just like three years ago when we started out and we're playing like a little pub, and you just have like your mum and dad going <laughs> like little slow claps, and then slow, slow claps, <laughs> and 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 then you go to like nearly five hundred people in a room all chanting the band. And it's just, it's mental. We're by the side of the stage and you can just hear people. I go, Spangle, Spangle. It's like, why, why are they doing this? Stop it. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw quite a lot of the footage over on Twitter and uh, other social platforms. And yeah, it was just like, it looked palpable. The atmosphere it was just yeah. like a big culmination, probably, of everything that you guys have done so far with the EP and obviously like festival slots. And then it just all came together in the hometown as well. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was almost near enough a year to the date since we dropped our debut EP. So it's, it was sort of like, uh, not explicitly, but it was a bit of a celebration of that as well. It was nice to be able to play all the tracks off that because um, we don't often get that sort of free reign, the amount of time to play all of our tunes. So it was nice to just do them all at once, I suppose. Nice. Well, I'm going to look forward to the, uh, to the footage as well, the pro shot that's going to be coming out absolutely so we're going to get stuck into a tune now and this again when we're talking hot off the press it's not been out that long um it's called that farm in dunham and i just want to pick up because 
Um, we're from similar areas um, in terms of geographically in and around Manchester. Is that farm in Dunham related to, so I'm thinking Dunham Massey and, and that kind of area. Yeah, Is yeah. this a place? Yeah. You'd be correct. Yes. Okay. And so go on, tell us, tell us about, tell us about that farm. Tell us about this song. So I'll, when it comes to like lyrics and stuff, I'll try not to butcher Ben's image of it because Ben writes all the lyrics. So, but from, from what I've gathered, um, it is about um, Dunham and the area, Dunham Massey, like you mentioned before, uh, and a girl that he once knew, uh, he was particularly fond of, uh, and she lived on a farm near Dunham. And that's essentially it, really. It's a bit of like a, a love song, really. A bit of a love song. Yeah. Okay. And uh, maybe a little bit reflective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the the sort of the music behind it, um, it started off as like a little acoustic tune that we did when we were doing like the Chasing Nebula session, so the, the EP. Um, me and Ben just went into the booth and just just recorded it in like one take. And we just, we released it as a B-side um, with Cosmic Vibrations on the lead up to the EP. Um, but we always sort of went back to it and said, all right, it's a nice tune, we quite like it. And we thought we could probably do a bit more with it. And that's why we sort of revisited it and thought, let's, you know, let's put the electric guitars on it, let's put the drums on it, let's put the bass on it. And just, um, yeah. Turn it up to the max. Build it and let it sort of have yeah, this yeah. life of its own and uh, a moment in the spotlight as yeah, well. Yeah, make it, make it more of like an anthem. It was like a nice, slow, like, plodding acoustic one, whereas once you put all the guitars and the bass in there, it's more of like lighters in the air type thing and everyone's like, yeah, come on. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Dunham as well. It's a beautiful part of the world, the little day park oh, out yeah. there on, on Dunham Massey. Yeah, I used to work there as well. For all right, life. okay. I worked in, uh, in the cafe. Um, those were the days. Those were the days. I tell you, you might you might have served me a cappuccino one time. I, I, I might have done. I, actually, I don't think they let me near the coffee machines. I wasn't quite qualified for that. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of put me in the corner. Like, you can eat up the you can heat up the sandwiches and hand out the scones. <laughs> no problem. I'll do that. That, that is the tagline right there. The spangled lead guitarist is not qualified to use the coffee machine. <laughs> no, there's far too much like hot and scalding things that could occur if I went there. <laughs> Okay, we're going to spin the tune now, and Jamie, it's over to you to introduce it. Yep, so this is uh, That Farm in Dunham, uh, our latest release, the single. Enjoy. There's not enough songs in the world for that face. I'm gonna try anyway Kissing by the bins Text box Saturday I didn't get home till Sunday Perhaps Juliet could give me a sec She's got pink chin dribbling down the side of her neck There's a farm in Dunham with an empty bed Cause she lives rent free out of the back of my head Walking down the street she makes the mountain seem so small 
my feet I couldn't help but feel it all You're the first no-brainer I fight this year I'm having struck by a person who's never here The universe and all its wonderful things Second to none but a girl under fringe Perhaps Juliet could give me a sec She's got pink chin dribbling down the side of her neck There's a violin tonin' with an empty bed Cause she lives rent free by the back of my head Perhaps Juliet could give me a sec She's got pink chin dribbling down the side of her neck There's a violin tonin' with an empty bed Cause she lives rent free by the back of my head Jamie so let's take it back right back to the start we've just heard your latest single I want to know what was the very first single or record that you ever bought a physical copy of it's hard the the pinpoint in which one I've, I remember which one I was first given like by a family member like because it's very sort of like burnt in my memory and it's like a queen's greatest hits on a cassette oh, and yeah. I got it in the cupboard behind me I put it on every now and then just like reminisce and whatnot and I remember hearing Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time, and that's when I had like the little musical like epiphany in my room on this like horrible, and I mean horrible speaker. Like it, it may as well have been a bag of nails. Like the sound coming out of it, it was horrific, but it was good enough that I could like listen to tunes on it. Um, <laughs> and when I heard Bohemian Rhapsody off like Queen's Greatest Hits, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like obviously, when you hear that for the first time, you strip it back and you listen to that tune for the first time, you just think. Where's this come from? Like it's like it's like it's from a different planet. I've just been played so much like over the years. Everyone's used to it now. I but, actually remember as well. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. The first time you hear that song, yeah, it's like I, I was like six <laughs> or seven years old, and I was like, "Whoa, what do you mean?" <laughs> um, so yeah, that's probably my first like I don't know CD 
um, cassette, I suppose, in a way. I, I don't remember the first one that I bought, to be honest. I, I, I can't pinpoint exactly. It, it might have been like the Beatles' greatest hits, because I remember buying that at some point when I was like 10 or 11, um, and I just rinsed that to death as well. <laughs> That's a nice musical education there, old Queen. <laughs> Yeah, you start with the best ones, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the only way is down from here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I still listen to all them, and then I was listening to the current music at the time, and I was like, mm, it's a bit <laughs> not the same, is it? <laughs> okay, then, so Spangled, we've just spoke about headlining Manchester Academy. I know I've seen the website and the socials, um, a couple of gigs that are coming up, but just talk me through some of the sort of big plans for 2023 live? Yeah, well, the, the plans are plentiful, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> God, there's so many. So obviously we've got the tour coming up and Academy 3 was almost a bit of an elongated tour that sort of wrapped into that. So we've kicked it off with Manchester Academy 3. We're heading to um, London at the start of April to support our mates Lockin, who came up to support us in Manchester as well. Oh, that's nice. So you're returning that fate. I like that yeah. when bands do that, you know. Yeah. That, I think it gives you more exposure, doesn't it, in their town as well and experience in their crowd. Yeah, exactly. And they, they were brilliant. They were unbelievable supports. Like the crowd was proper up for it. Like they they were just, just as good as like everyone else that would come up to Manchester. They were absolutely brilliant and they got the crowd going, which is what, what you want to see. So we're looking forward yeah, to going definitely. back down to London, uh, supporting them. And then at the end of April, we're doing sort of three in a row. We're, hit, we're going to Leeds uh, to uh, a Porto, I believe it's called, little venue. And then we're heading over to Glasgow to broadcast. And then we're going all the way up to Edinburgh to sort of finish off. So you, you've picked three cities there, aren't you? There are going to be some crowds, Leeds, Glasgow, Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, they, they always tend to go off. Like we love like all, all three of those places. They've, they've never sort of like failed to disappoint us. So we're really looking forward to going back. Um, and then after that, we sort of start to move into festival season, which is where we're hoping to get a few more slots as time goes on and just use the summer to like grow the audience, which is what a lot of like the smaller bands do. As yeah. many, if you can get as many festivals as possible, then it's just new heads every time. So. We're looking forward to that. Um, we start off with the Great Escape uh, in Brighton in May. Then we're at Golden Touch Festival in June, which I think is in Portsmouth. And then there's the probably the biggest one in terms of like potential size of audience will be at Bridlington Spa. Um, saw that, yeah. So it's, that was it's a, a big gig. <laughs> it's a big gig, and I tell you what, I think it's I think it's so cool as well going to somewhere like Bridlington as well. Um, yeah, which is like. Uh, you know, classic seaside town, and yeah. you've just mentioned there, like Brighton. I mean, Brighton's Brighton, and it? it's so it's so cool down there. Yeah, Bridlington maybe doesn't get that kind of glory, but bringing a festival like that up here with all these amazing artists on it, I think it's really good for the area too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like that, I love the venue's got such a good status where it is. Like it's like there, it's almost like their stadium in Bridlington. Like, yeah, yeah. That's where they go to, and that's where they know they're gonna have a good time. So, and last time we we played um, with uh, the Fiends at the back end of last year at Bridlington Spa Sessions, which is the little venue they just tagged onto the side of it. Ah, oh, right. It's okay. amazing as well. The crowd is just like so up for it. 
And we had people travelling from like Yorkshire and stuff like that. It was so weird. There was like this guy at the front, like this young lad, who's like, I've come all the way from Yorkshire to see you. I'm like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> So yeah, we're really, really looking forward to that. And obviously having Red Run Club and the Lathams as headliners is brilliant as well. It's nice having a festival where it's not someone massive like headlining it. Do you know what I mean? It let the like Red Run Club and Lathams are sort of on the precipice of becoming like really big artists. So it's nice that um it, it's different in a way having a festival where they're the, the headliners. Yeah, I get what you mean there. So in terms of like like you say, they're on the cusp and it's one of them festivals where in two or three years' time, you're going to look back and line up and go, wow, look at them now, yeah, look at them yeah. now, look at them now. And everyone's sort of on that upward trajectory. And it's, uh, I think it's a, an amazing lineup. I'm hoping to get there myself. Good, good lad. Make sure you do. And if you yeah, are, we'll do. I'll we'll, see you we'll down the get, we'll get to, But I'll get a few pints. Oh, a, yes. <laughs> lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> so you are representing a band, of course, tonight. And if if Spangled are hosting um, a dinner party and let's say there's a few drinks flowing and oh, I don't I don't know I don't know if you've got a good cook in the band. Can anyone uh, do the cooking? I, I, I'm gonna stick my neck out and pretend I'm all I'm all right at cooking. I'd rate myself maybe seven out of ten. Like I could do it an all right meal. Ben, this is ben, on you then, mate. <laughs> Ben's pretty good. He's probably better than me, but we've not had a cook off yet to decide. Well, now, Nathan, I imagine that they're not on the scale. I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they'd make the cut. Sadly. So they can't cook, won't cook, and it's uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's Jamie and Ben having a cook off in the kitchen, and you, Jamie, you can you can choose any guest. So you've got one guest to join the Spangled crew for the dinner party, and who are you choosing? Uh, it, it it is a difficult one. Um, it is. And for me, it's always going to be a toss-up. If you're talking alive or dead, it's always going to be a toss-up between like Jimi Hendrix or George Harrison. They're sort of two of my... No, I like where you're going with the guitar theme there as well. Yeah, yeah. In a way, they're like two of my idols. I feel like I'll get something insightful from either one of them, to be fair. So and if it was like Gunter, I'd probably pick Jimmy because I've sort of grown up with him after the Queen. Uh, sort of like phase that I went through. It was it was just sort of Jimi Hendrix all the way. So I'd have to go with Jimi Hendrix, I think. Ooh, I tell you what, though, no, that'd be some party with both of them. So you know what? I'm gonna oh, it would. Have, I'm going <laughs> to let would. you have both of them there. <laughs> it would. I, I don't think we'd be able to remember much of the night after. We... <laughs> Especially after Jimmy got involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we'd have a much greater understanding of the universe and things that people can't quite comprehend. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your time. Cosmic vibrations. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, talking about your two guests there, I just want to touch really on on George Harrison because, like, yeah. I loved his solo stuff after the Beatles. I, I think he was one of the most underrated because obviously, you know, he's in this band with Lennon and McCartney. And then when he went on and he did uh, All Things Must Pass album, I loved that album. Yeah, same. I, I think he, he, he just blossomed later. Like, it, it tends to yeah. happen in, in bands. Um, you do have sort of figureheads and people at the front, like the Rolling Stones, you've got Keith Richards and you've got Mick Jagger, who generally sort of drive the band. Yeah. And it, it usually takes a band breaking up or going on a break for the other ones to sort of get their moment in the in the spotlight. And George, by far, like he's produced, in my opinion anyway, the best like solo stuff out of any of them. 
you know something? I think so as well. I, I have this conversation sometimes. I mean, of course, Lennon's was, you know, he had amazing moments on yeah. Imagine and on Double Fantasy and stuff. But I actually think that George Harris, especially like you say, from where they sort of came from when they left the Beatles, you'd, you'd, you'd expect yeah. Lennon and McCartney to reign all day long. And yeah. I think George gives them a real good run for the money solo. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, for me, it's just it's just different. Like a lot of what Lennon and McCartney did after it was still the it was almost still the Beatles in a way. Yeah, sounding a lot a lot like what they'd already done because they were the ones driving it largely. Whereas George sort of got the the, the complete freedom to explore all sorts of avenues that he wanted to because he had lots of like influences from that Asian culture and stuff like that and it, you can hear that in like bits of the music as well where he's taken influences from all these different parts of the world and just mashed it into this lovely little Harrison ball Harrison ball I like that <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to spin another tune now and it's um, it's the, the song uh, that was also released recently it's called Now Special um, and it came along with that farm in Dunham so we're going to just have a little chat about recording this one then. Yeah, this is, um, it's like a role reversal <laughs> of uh, that farming done. And it's gone from electric to acoustic. So, ah, right. Okay. So I was wondering this. So like when you were talking about that farm in Dunham starting out acoustically, I was thinking, so this is the beginnings of this one and yeah. you've, you've loved the acoustic vibe and, and you've left it like that, but actually started electric. Yeah, I, I I could I could tell a, a lie and just pretend. Oh yeah, yeah, wink, wink. This is a <laughs> maybe we'll do a, an electric version at some point. But but no, it started out as an electric version, and that's really good as well. I'm sure you'll hear it at some point. So is is that going to get a live out in then maybe? Yeah, it, or it, we we played it live a few times, and it always like it it just sounds unbelievable. It's like proper like guitar, like sort of shoegazy, Stone Rosesy style kind of like tune. Um. But yeah, if we rolling it back to like the studio when we recorded it, we recorded the full uh, electric version, and then I don't know what possessed us. I think there was the start of it. There's um some twelve string guitars that just do like long ring outs, and then there's a delay on the screen. I love a twelve string guitar. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's what you hear at the start of it. And I think Gaz, our producer, just isolated that for a minute, and I I heard it, and I was like, ooh. That, that sounds nice and then as, and then we said just strip up strip it all back just take everything off take the drums off take the bass off take all the electric guitars off apart from the one um like the hook the one in the chorus and then we listened to it and i was like oh, it's really nice that it's so nice and sparse um and we just really we just loved it so we thought let's just do two versions of it let's keep the version where we're taking everything off it and we'll keep the electric version as well so that's sort of where it came from in terms of the acoustic version. The song overall was one. It's it's quite rare that it happens because we all we all work, so we don't have time to get in a room a lot and sort of like write. So I tend to send tunes to Ben, and then Ben will write lyrics, and that's the way it generally works. But without special, we were practicing one day, and I had the um the wah pedal. I love the wah pedal. It's great. Again, that's a little bit of the Harrison influence there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it it's just cool, isn't it? Like when I was growing yeah. up, I was like, oh, what is that? And you hear it in tunes, you think, what is that noise? That is cool. Yeah. Um but we we were in the in the practice room and I had that on and I was just playing this little riff 
and it sort of grew and developed into what became that special. So we started playing it all, all as one, almost like instantaneously. It was a strange sort of uh, experience. It wasn't like pre-planned. It wasn't an idea that I already had. I just started playing it and we all sort of just like fell into this weird jam style groove. That's um, got to be the most magical feeling though in the studio when all the elements just come together yeah. pretty quickly as well. It it It's just such a strange unexplainable thing that just happens every now and then yeah. and, and i think the main thing as well um i don't know whether some people trip themselves up looking for that as well we we never try and aim for that we don't go into a room and go right like we need to, let's try and come up with a bit of magic because then it never happens you have to try and let it happen just randomly and that's that's the way it did and it was just like wow this is so cool and ben just came in as well instantly with the, the opening line saturday she comes too soon and just said that like out of nowhere i was like oh, that sounds cool nice so <laughs> it it was a really strange like improvisation and it just it just worked that's it and it, like i suppose when that happens you just know you've got to get it done you've got to get it recorded and yeah yeah as soon as we played it, it. we played it for like five minutes like quick record that record it out yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't sort of tamper with it and alter it too much when it's sort yeah. of like natural yeah, I understand that. So we're going to spin the tune now. And again, Jamie, it's over to you to introduce it. Lovely. So this is Nap Special, the acoustic version. Saturday, she comes too soon And I've been sleeping in the afternoon And if you've got a joint liver You ain't living good And if you've got a joint liver Oh But she's not special to me Sometimes I struggle to see The person underneath Oh, she's not special to me And she's not special to me Sometimes I struggle to see The person underneath Oh, she's not special to me I drink so much My endorphins tend to rise And you could help to skelter around The rings of my eyes Cured liver, and you ain't living good. And if you've got a cured liver, oh, you ain't 
living good And she's how special to me Sometimes I struggle to been talking about influences within the band and about gigs um what i want to know now is so you saw it from the suburbs of manchester and manchester is famously a very musical city um what does your hometown mean to you and how did it possibly inspire the band <clears throat> it, it's like well where anyone is from, it's just sort of everything to them. It moulds you, it shapes you. you. Yeah. You just walk around the city centre in Manchester and there's just things to look at, there's people to see. And it's it just oozes, like, just pure culture and just good vibes in general. Um, apart I'd from, go with that. I think, yeah. I, I think that's four in the morning when it gets a bit sketchy. But, you know, when it's a little bit wary. <laughs> everyone's, a li- everyone's a little bit battered and you think, oh. <laughs> I hope the taxi's on time. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it 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 does it does just mould you as you grow up, and we've obviously it's you can't grow up in Manchester and not listen to like Oasis, The Smiths, Stone yeah. Roses, Joy Division. It's uh, imprinted, oh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just it's ingrained in your mind. Um, so yeah, it it's what inspires us in a way to to write music. It's just like you said, it's a musical city. And long may it continue. Exactly, yeah. And it's amazing for me to sort of see now the next emerging bands coming through. You see, like yourselves, I mean, like you mentioned before then, like Lathams, I mean, look what they've just done now, like two number ones back to back. It's, yeah, um, exactly. It's, uh, it's that sort of, that lineage and that legacy, it's just continuing, isn't it? It's just like, you know, hopefully it will uh, carry on evolving. Hopefully, yeah. You want to you want to see it because it just helps the city to grow as well. Like the in like the the states and across the world you'd argue like even the football clubs like manchester united manchester city and then if you bring oasis into the the throw as well they sort of helped get manchester's name out there in a way into the world if you were in america and you mentioned like oasis in a bar or you mentioned manchester united or or city they'd they'd be like oh yeah manchester we know where that is so (laughs) yeah it's strange how how much of a reach the music and the culture of the city has sort of grabbed its claws into the world and just 
<laughs> that's that's not going to make a lot of sense to people listening to it. I was doing claws with my hands, which is <laughs> weird in itself. But the, the noise that came out of my out of my mouth is even weirder. So I do apologise. <laughs> I love it. And well, we spoke about before as well. So chasing nebulas. I mean, that was the EP, and you mentioned it's up. Well, has it just turned a year old, or it was you know yeah. recently a year? So what's next then for the band in terms of are you going to go down the EP route again or are you building up now towards a possible album release? I think, how much do we want to give away here? Mm. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, we do love the exclusive, but I also understand that, you know, you want to keep a few bits under wraps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not in album territory just yet. Because okay. the issue is, we're writing so many tunes that by the time, if we try to write an album now, by the time we come to record it, half of the album will go, we don't like that anymore. Yeah, and it might sound different. And yeah, yeah it, it's, quite, it's quite difficult at the moment to do that. What Ideally, what, what would happen is we'd get like a, a set amount of time uh, to do the album and we'd probably write most of the tunes from scratch uh, in that period of time. So we have got new music in the in the pipeline not in the form of an album but okay there is, there is new stuff coming um and there might be a few new tunes maybe later on in the year who knows oh, nice nice okay <laughs> well i'm looking forward to it i'm sure our listeners are too so again guys you just need to stay peeled on the socials because there is more spangled coming into your brain <laughs> this year <laughs> <laughs> and if you could give any advice to anybody that might be listening to this show because um on in your ears music we support independent acts and, and artists and if anybody was thinking about picking an instrument up microphone up first time or just sort of persevering with it what would it be but you mentioned it yourself there just persevere with it don't stop never stop if you enjoy it then just keep going it doesn't matter how good you get if you're enjoying it that's that's the main thing um the reason i play guitar is it's a nice escape from everything else that's going on in the world so you just sit there with the guitar and everything's better so yeah. if you get that kind of feeling from like writing a tune or sitting there with a, a bass or a guitar or sitting at you know at the back of a drum kit or on a keyboard and just keep keep doing it and keep going because you'll always get better even if you don't see it straight away, because these things take a lot of time. Like I've been playing for over like 10, I don't know how many years now? And no, probably at least like 14, 15 years. Like, have you really that long? 15 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but you don't notice the rate of change until you look back. Yeah. When I sort of look at what I'm doing now, I'm still now better than what I was sort of, three four years ago when we started the band or just before it, it's it's a slow rate of change like it, you have to compare it over like years and not go oh last week i couldn't do this and i still can't do it because that's not the way it works you just have to keep putting the uh, the time and the perseverance into it but you can always get somewhere if you're passionate about something yeah no i i understand that definitely and so it's perseverance and, and dedication and just just keep going yeah absolutely Absolutely, and no, I love that. And talking about the emerging scene then, so are there any other artists that have impressed you, like in and around the circuit that you've been gigging with or anything like that? 
Oh, there's absolutely loads. I can uh, imagine too many, too many to mention. Too many. I, I, I'll, I'll reel a few off and hopefully not leave anyone out. And but, uh, <laughs> Go on, hit me. <laughs> Rosellas, um, they started around a similar time to us. Um, yeah. Doing brilliant as well. Really good band. Um, the Kairos, who I only yeah, yeah. maybe like start last year. Um, they're doing brilliant as well. I really like their sound and the I'm a bit biased. I love the guitars in them in their tunes as well. Um, <clears throat> Lock in, of course, who just supported us. They're they're unbelievable. Uh, Fitzroy Holt. We always give a shout out to Fitzroy Holt. He's, he's not done uh, much recently, but like he's just so talented. Like his voice is unbelievable. Um, Ruby J. She's smashing yeah, it on, on, yes. on tour with the Adams. On tour with the Adams. Her, her voice is just. Like I've not heard anything like it in like my life. And it's timeless. She's like almost like yeah. Billy Holiday or Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely sensational. So I've, I've got no doubt that she'll. She she has to be massive, otherwise there's something wrong with the world. Definitely, no, I agree with you there. <laughs> um, let me think. Anyone else? I'll make sure I don't get butchered afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> the chase as well. The chase are absolutely brilliant. Oh, the ch- oh yes, yes. What a band they are! Like it, it, they're just so much fun live. Um, we have like not not the same style, but the same kind of attitude live of like just making sure everyone has a good time. So I love the lads. The chase are brilliant. Nice one. Well, some artists there, and obviously there's loads more, and we can't mention them all. Uh, well, we're just uh, <laughs> off the hook, sitting down and chatting. But I think the point of that is there's so much talent out there on the emerging scene, and like people for people to get stuck into and, and just delve into. Yeah, exactly. It's just endless, and there's no shortage of new ones coming through all the time either. Um, we played with some lads called uh, Kingsway um, in Scunthorpe uh, last week. They're from around that area and they've come to see us a few times and it was the first time that I'd seen them live and they're brilliant as well. They're just like starting out, so I've got no doubts that they'll probably go far too keep at it. So yeah. Nice one. Plenty. Scumthorpe in the area. <laughs> I, I look, I'm a, just side note on Scunthorpe. It's brilliant. It's a lovely <laughs> the people are lovely. Like the people are so nice there. Well, the ones that come to the gigs anyway. I can't speak for all of them. <laughs> Uh, but everyone that comes down to the gig, like they're, they're such like lovely people, and they just love the music, which which is what you want when you go to a city. So big shout out, Scunthorpe! I've never actually been, so I'm gonna take your word yeah. for it. But get yourself to if you get a chance, just go to like Cafe Indie when they've got some on. Cause... Oh yeah, do you know something? I've seen a couple of posters, yeah, for for there, and uh, yeah. yeah. So it's um it's a cool little place, then, is it? Because uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of people that are playing there. Yeah, it it's just it, that's a, that again. That's like their little their little beacon in Scunthorpe. It's just a yeah. really cool area. The the venue's brilliant. The sounds brilliant, and the atmosphere's brilliant. So, yeah, if you get a chance, have a have a pop on down to a cafe in there. It's great. I'm sh- I'm sure I will at some point definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks a lot, Jamie, for coming on. Um, I've loved getting an insight into Spangled. Having a chat mm-hmm. with you. Can't wait to. Listen to what's coming next this year. Uh, right now, though, we're going to take it back. Um, we've we've said in the show that the EP recently turned numero uno. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play, and this is a band pick from the EP. 
It's uh, it's Greenall's Superstar. It's the opening trap, and what a tune it is, by the way. I just want you to tell us why you picked it and tell us a little bit about it. You're too kind. Thank you very much. <laughs> it, it, it is an all right tune, I must say. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. I suppose our, our lens, or my lens, I can't speak for all of us, is slightly distorted because that was one of the first tunes that we wrote off the EP. So it feels very, I don't know, like childlike in a way. I love it. I love the build in it. And also yeah. like um, the start of it as well. Like what's that little playback? The little sort of like the little, it's almost, I mean, it's almost like sci-fi-esque and it goes along the theme of the EP. But it's yeah. like probably about five, ten seconds, a little. Sucks. Yeah, it's, um. oh my God, uh, Carl Sagan. Yeah. I, oh, I, right, okay. Yeah, it's um a little excerpt from one of the documentaries that he did just, in the cosmos is all that is or ever was or ever will be and it just sets the tone it does it sets the tone completely yeah yeah yeah. yeah um and, and again that's just one of the beauties of being in the in the studio we were in there and we, i quite like um having little uh bits at the start of tunes where it's like a quote or um like a famous speech so like yeah. uh, later on in the ep you have jfk giving the moon speech before um drift away yeah, yeah, I, I like stuff like that. So I'll try and get it in wherever everyone else will sort of like go, oh, that's fine, right? You're... So that's your idea then, is it? Yeah, I, I, like, that, right? I like doing little bits like that because it just adds a little layer of like mystique to things. Right, yeah, but like. you, you, you keep telling the lads they need to keep listening. <laughs> and you just keep slipping them in there on the new releases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's where that came from. It, it's just, it just sets the tone of the, the EP and... Like I said, the tune itself was one of the first ones that we wrote. Uh, me and Ben, one of the times it was just me and him in the practice room. I just stood behind the drum kit and just started like kicking, using the kick drum while I had the guitar on me because I can, I can do. I did both of them at the same time. It's just like a solid like, doosh, 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 just a beat. Uh, and then the riff again, it's, it just came out of nowhere. It just boom, boom. Yeah, then. boom, boom. It, it just happened. It, it, it's another one of them where it's not planned and it just comes. The, the universe just goes, go on, you can have this one. You can have this one. <laughs> and he's like, oh, nice one. Thanks. <laughs> and, and again, it, it, it wrote itself in the space of like five minutes. We went through the whole song in one go without sort of stopping Ben just like talking over it most of the lyrics in the first verse is what he said the first time around like again with no no pre-planning no nothing and then and into his, his green hills is that another little geographical reference and to is that a little part of it, it is it, I it, thought it was you know <laughs> it, it, it's not it's not Manchester I remember Jim Salverson played played it a while back uh, on his show um and he was wondering whether it was a reference to somewhere called Green Hills, which is in Manchester, I believe. I'm not. I didn't actually know. I wasn't aware. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was thinking as well because I did the Green Hills sort of near Manchester. So I thought it was a little bit of that. Ah, so right. It, the, the the Green Hills that um, Ben is talking about is a little sort of uh, town in oh, whereabouts? It, it's in Ireland. I can't remember what. Oh right, okay. I can't remember what part of Ireland. Um, and it's about a girl that he met once uh, when we were on holiday in France and she travelled from Ireland. And it was, again, it's a bit like a bit of a, a love song in a way. 
um, and he only sort of like got to be with her for like a week and then they were, they were apart and that's where the inspiration came from. Green Hill Superstar is about that girl he met when he was like 14, 15, like years ago. And he just sort of like remembered back to that time in a place where everything was like happy and groovy. That's amazing. I, I, know, <laughs> I, wonder, I, I, I wonder, wonder if she's ever sort of like heard the tune and listened to it and then like twig, yes, this is about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, who knows? You, you never know. That And there's little bits of, um, you know, references and Easter eggs like dropped in there. So like the waffle bar, there's a waffle bar in France um, that me and Ben went to. Um, and that's where it sort of like came from. On that same holiday, we went to this waffle bar and he says, I'll meet you by that waffle bar. And, and the French waffles, do serve the best waffles. They were unbelievable. <laughs> I've not had a waffle like it since. I I can't, I hope it's still that, 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 that the geezer was getting on a bit. I'm not sure he's still there. <laughs> he, might have passed he, it down. He, he might have passed it down to another family member. I'm sure I, they're still Oh my God, I, I hope so. I hope so. One day we need to go back because yeah. I've not had anything like it since. <laughs> but there you go. That's a little bit of a little bit, of, a little bit of background on the two. <laughs> well, when you saw French, you need to get back over there. <laughs> uh, exactly, 100%. definitely. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on. You've been spangled. I'm going to hand the reins over to you one last time because we all know it's an anthem and it's going to play us out. It's over to you to introduce it. Cheers, man. This is Green Hill Superstar. But don't you ever forget it. To the sky I didn't believe in anything Until I saw your smile Quick enough could never be too soon And I was eating cereal with a big boy spoon And I've seen the way you move Back when I was cleaning cobwebs off the moon you out of the sea Throw my lungs in a volcano Just to show you ain't the only one that can't breathe I've been 17 for years now And that flight always seemed too far But if your world collapses on a yellow raincoat Then you can meet me by that waffle bar